everybody, the SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. If there's one thing I love almost as much as sports, it's helping people get the best deals on insurance. If I can't help you get a better rate on home and auto insurance, I'll treat you to a coffee. Call me or text at 801-2659. Check out allins.ca. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Everyone knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle all of your automotive needs, but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from the small delivery vans right up to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, they're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to it. It's the SWP. That stands for Sports and Whatever. Also the Steve Warren Project. Mm-hmm. Whatever reason you're here, we're glad you're here. It's Steve Warren along with Jim Jerome. I'm in Ottawa. Jimmy's in Edmonton. One of these late nighters. Once again, as Jimmy was picking up, a new vehicle for himself. How are things, James? Uh, Stevie, uh, things are fine. Yep, Good. things are fine. Uh, it is busting hot here today. Thirty-four, Stevie. Thirty-four on the temperature gauge on my new car. Uh, yeah, thirty-four degrees. Wow, snazzy, fucking it's hot temperature Steve, gauge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's hot, man. I don't have air conditioning, but I got. But my basement is super cool. Literally. Literally, well, that's good. So I got, I got an out. I do, I do have an air conditioned chamber that I can go to. So I, I'm, well, that's I'm good. Why good. don't you have the? Why don't you have your microphone downstairs? Because back in the Tigor days, when you were doing the radio show from your basement, usually with an open robe, you were doing yes. it down in the basement with a microphone. Why don't you? I was. Yeah, the set up down there house. for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I got a basement. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try that next week. Maybe I'll do that. I, I did a couple. I did a bunch of those shows from my bed. <laughs> a did. couple of them that sounded like it yeah i did a whole month of shows steve from treatment at a i didn't know that center. i didn't you know didn't? that nope you... i i knew you're yeah. in treatment but i didn't know you were actually doing the show while in treatment i was august of 2010 august hmm. 1st i went to treatment and uh um i had to sort of fight with them to be able to work because when you go to treatment they don't allow anyone to work they take your phones and laptops and it's this full focus on recovery. And okay. uh, so when I when I realized I had to go to treatment, I, I had to find, I, I couldn't give up the show, right? I didn't want to go to the station again and tell them I had to go to treatment because they might afflict me, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to find a treatment center and it had to be in the East Coast, of course, because of the, of the time change. If I went in California or BC, uh, that would be, three, two in the morning, I'd have to be on air, right? If it was a five o'clock or five thirty show. So I first had to find one on the East coast. Uh, and I had my brother helping me. He was the only other guy who knew. And then I phoned this treatment center and I said, look at, I've got to do this show. It's till nine in the morning. And, uh, the, the, uh, counseling session started every day at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, about a 10 minute drive from the residences that we were, we were to be put in. But the guy said, no. He said, no, I can't. You can't make exceptions for this shit. Do you want to get, 
Do you want to get sober and clean or not? You know, and I said, I can't. Fuck, I, I make a living doing this. If it can't do it, I'll have to figure something else out. And and then I was kind of didn't know what to do. And then I gave the guy a little bit of shit, Stevie. Of course I did. Okay, of course. He was the director of the treatment center. I said, whatever happened to one boozer helping out another boozer? Come on. Give me a break here. Let me do the show. I'll just be 10 minutes late, you know, for each session. Da, da, da. I said, come on, you should be helping a guy, right? And, and he said, <laughs> he paused and said, hey, you might have me there. I'm going to phone you back. And uh, then he phoned me back about an hour later and he said, I'm going to let you in. I'm going to. Wow. So he's a wonderful guy. I, I, I get choked up a little bit because so he's a wonderful guy who, who did that. And uh, well, and they're not yeah, famous. They're not exactly famous for their being flexible. Usually. It's no, a, they're not. Just a yeah, matter of not. policy. I, I'd love to help you. I'd love to be your buddy. But this is the policy right. and screw you. Yeah. So uh, he said, OK, I'll do it. So off I went. I never told you guys. I never no one ever knew any different. And uh, when I when and the other thing is I, they usually have a roommate with you, right? And I said, well, look at I got I got to do this show at five in the morning or six, whatever time it was, Stevie. And uh, he's like, so we need another exception. You got to have your own room. I said, yeah, I do. And they and they they were it was lucky enough they they had enough an odd number of people, so someone mm-hmm. got to have their own room and and they had a bunch of extra rooms and shit. So I did that. And you might forget this, Stevie, but. Uh, this is dead ass true. So I did the show for that first week or two in August of 2010, because that's my my clean date is August 1st, 2010. And uh, I did it alone. There was no one around. And then Stevie, the, the director, the treatment director said, I'm sorry, but we've got to give you a roommate. Uh, we're just booked up. You know, the, the <laughs> alcoholism is alive and well. Business is bursting. And we got to put a room, we got to give you a, a, a roommate. Mm-hmm. I went, okay, does he know what's going on? Like, I've got to do this fucking show, right? And I uh, hope he's cool. And and he ended up being a pretty cool guy, Stevie. He came busting in the night before, and uh, Italian guy. And he came in, and he was like, look at this play. This is fantastic, right? And I was going, are you for real, dude? We're in treatment here. He's going, this is beautiful. Wow. And it was a really nice facility. I paid a lot of money to go. It had a swimming pool and a tennis court. And and uh, so it wasn't a complete torn down facility. And this guy came in raving. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? And uh, I said, where, you know, he goes, where I've been, pal, this is beautiful. And of course, I said, well, where have you been? And he said, I just got out of Rikers. <laughs> okay. What? Is, yes, Stevie. He says, oh. I just got out of Rikers. So he did four years. Um uh, is for what I, you never ask, I guess, right? Well, now I'm scared. Okay. The guy got, did four years. Well, Stevie, I ended up putting him on air and calling him a cousin of mine who was visiting me from Italy. And I don't know if you remember that, but I had him on once for sure. Maybe, maybe a couple of times. Uh, I've lost track of the guy, but, but there he was, he was kind of rattling around, make it, he, he got into it. He was like, I'll get up, man. And he was making me breakfast each morning at like 4.30 or 5 in the morning. And then I I whipped him on air saying he was a cousin who was visiting me from Italy. Did you give him a name? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I gave him hmm. a name. Do uh, you remember what it was? Uh, I, I, I might, Maybe I went with Gallardo as a joke. I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, true story. He was, my, he was my roommate in treatment. And uh, from I threw him on the air there. 
Yeah, he did. It was in Rikers probably longer than four years, Steve. So I was a little scared, you know, when I guess so. Yeah. Treatment is like going to Hawaii, you know, for this guy. And he was uh, a tough guy for sure. Tough guy for sure. But uh, not a bad dude. Not a bad dude. But but him being him being what separated us, Steve, really was. I mean, we were both there for recovery. What separated us with Steve is he was up for attempted murder and I wasn't. Oh, and, uh, so we were just <laughs> we just never got on the same page, Stevie. After that, <laughs> well, it's a it's a it's a real twist on the odd couple when you get right down to it. Uh, yeah, one's I, a and, murderer and one's not a murderer with hilarious that, results. And I'm probably not. That's probably not a stretch, Stevie. When I think back to what uh, where the dude was, yeah. Anyway, so you you put him on the air because you didn't want him to murder you in the night. I didn't want him to cut my neck off. <laughs> right. <head> off. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe make overtures inappropriately at some point. Yes. I mean, I've seen I've seen prison movies. You know, you the good guys in jail for the first time, and they put this gigantic scary man in there with and. Well, oh, you can Steve! See, whoa, it's easy. You, you can see yeah. right away that they've got romance on their minds. So that's how these You're movies go. Me, and Stevie, this, this seems like it might have been the same kind of drill. Mm, interesting. Uh, I'm upset today as You're we what? change gears. I'm a little upset today. Okay. Um, I think we've got what we call a generation gap here. In that, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're late into middle age, maybe early in our senior years, depending on your perspectives. Yes. Maybe one of the, the one of the phrases that the dismissive phrase that I hate the most coming from a younger generation is okay boomer. Okay boomer. Oh, no. oh that's a bad one. Yeah, but you're not a boomer. You're too young to I be know. a boomer. Of course I'm I'm not a boomer, but that's generally what younger generations call anybody who's over 40 <laughs> if they're uh, if, if they're sounding old or something like that. Well, here's a clearly a, a younger writer who got loose on cbc.ca today on their sports page. Yep. And here's a screaming headline. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, it's a special time. We're almost at the 50th anniversary of Game 8 of the 1972 Summit Series. Basically, it lasted all of September of 1972. And Paul Henderson with the goal that won it for Canada. If you're over, I don't know, 45, 50, well, I guess 50. <laughs> you have to, it's the 50th anniversary, duh. If you're yeah, over 50, be that it's, yep. it's it's pretty damn special. And uh, most people have read about it or watched the video on it. And uh, if you're a hockey fan, you know all about it. Well, here's this punk-ass CBC guy, columnist, who comes in with a screaming headline. Should we still care about the Summit Series? Uh, it's, I mean, it's just, the mother core, I guess, is not exempt from clickbait as well. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, come on, dude. Should we still care about the Summit Series? It's the dumbest headline I've ever seen. You know what, Stevie? It's it's funny you mention this. It's funny you bring this up because I was thinking about it yesterday. Uh, this ain't going to be popular, Stevie, okay? But I agree with some of what that guy is saying, okay? I Like, I really am tired, a, a little bit tired. I got to admit, Steve, I... Paul Henderson's goal and all that shit. It means something to you and I because we remember the day. I remember when the guy landed on the moon. I remember the Paul Henderson thing. And I remember 9-11 and Elvis. Okay. I remember, I remember where I was. But really, Steve, is it, you know, is it really that important in mm-hmm. the history of histories? Mm-hmm. Is it? It's not, Steve. I, you know, I, I'm like, 
I, I, I'll talk to anyone my age, Steve, and say, okay, what did the Summit Series mean to you? It's nothing, Steve. It means nothing. It means nothing to people other than I was in grade seven. I was in a class. I was in grade four. I was in grade two. I was in grade 11. I was in, I was working my first job when we watched Canada beat Russia in a hockey game. Really, Stevie, in the end, some of these people are right. Shut up about the Summit Series. It was just an exhibition series, you know? And I'm, I'm frankly, I'm getting, I'm kind of getting tired of it. Liam will kill me on this, but, but I am, I, you know, I, 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 I love Liam to death. I love all that, but, but, and I love passion, but really, are you going to convince me that Jim, you don't understand how important this was to the history of Canada? Ah, fuck Steve. It's not, I'm afraid to admit it, Stevie, but it's not, it's not that important. Yeah. It's not. Okay. That's the end of the show. Good night, everybody. No, no, That's I'm just... telling you, think about it. No, uh, you're what difference your did opinion. it make? What, what difference did it make in your life? I sound like Bill Burr right now. <laughs> what? Do, <laughs> well, the moon you landing know? didn't make a difference directly in my life either. That didn't mean it wasn't significant. Well, this isn't landing on the moon, Steve. Okay, this is a hockey game. Okay, this isn't landing on the moon. Right? I'm not it necessarily saying you know, it was as big a deal as far as humanity goes. What difference goes. does it make? What difference does it make? Look at it this way, Steve. What if they didn't have the series? Ultimately, Russian players would have would have made their way into the NHL somewhere, somehow, some some deal. You know, you know, it's just it, I get it. It's it's you know, 1972. You know, Canada wins when they were supposed to win. Uh, you know, the whole mesh of the thing changed because because Russia came out of nowhere. No one thought they stood a chance. Yada yada yada. But but really, really, to spend hours and hours and hours talking about this thing. You know, month after month, year after year after year, uncle, uncle, Steve, uncle. Well, that's, uh, you've said, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, well, I think, I, I think I'm trying hard- to buy in Stevie. I've been trying to buy in all these years, right? Like, and, and, and not that they need to convince me, but it's just whatever, you know, I don't think because something happened a long time ago, it doesn't need to be erased because people are tired of talking about it or the people didn't see it. Therefore it's not that important. I just, okay. You can have the conversation about it's an exhibition series. And, uh, but I mean, I I mean, I only vaguely remember it and it's just the reading about it and, and the storylines around it. And, uh, I know most everything about it now from, from watching the videos and watching the movies and watch and reading the books about it. It was, uh, it, it was, yeah, it's not, it's not the moon landing granted, but it, it certainly, I mean, it, the, that headline, should we still care about the summit series? That's all I'm fighting against here. If you're tired of talking about it, that's fine. If you think it was just an exhibition series, that's fine. But if you're, you know, presenting that headline with the collective, we like just shut up, you know, to have your own opinion, just say, right. do I still care about the summit series? And then write about it. Same with you right now. That's your take. Fine. Uh, but I think there's still a massive amount of people in this country who understand that was the Cold War. That was, you know, the big bad Russians. We didn't know anything about them. They were a mystery to us. And they were, you know, we were so proud of ourselves as, you know, Canada's, you know, the Canada's games hockey. And these guys rolled in and it was supposed to be an exhibition series, just like you said. It was supposed right. to be an easy out. Bye-bye. 
you know, it's an eight game series. Uh, we'll win this thing by game five. Bye bye. But the Soviets show up and they're just absolutely unbelievable. And Canada's showing up out of shape in the summer or at the end of the summer in September. And uh, suddenly it was a great threat. And right. uh, probably in the big picture, yeah, I mean, it, it is a hockey series and it probably is, you know, if you're not much of a hockey fan or you don't have any feel for this series at all, you probably, yeah, you are saying it's overblown, but it was one of the most memorable things that's ever happened to this country in sports. That's not in question. I, I The reason, I, 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 it is in question. I Like what was supposed to happen was this sort of laugh, laugh it off exhibition series that, that everyone thought Canada is supposed to win but we're going to do it because Alan Eagleson set it up or whatever and yada, 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 and away we go. It only changed after a few games, Stephen, okay? It only changed when they went, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Who are these guys? You well, know, pretty much after uh, game one, really. Yeah, so so everyone looked up and went, okay, now we got to watch this thing, you know? But, but Steve, was anyone saying, if it's that big a deal, okay, was anyone saying before it started, Steve, before this series started, did anyone come out and go, this is the greatest thing to happen in Canadian sports hockey history? Not before, no. No. So is it, you know, you can't make, what, what are you doing here? You're just making shit up now? Now it's the now it's the biggest thing ever? But but five minutes before puck drop of the first game, it meant nothing. It meant well, nothing. Keep in, keep in mind, it ran from September 2nd to September 28th. So it was the entire month. So there mm-hmm. was an evolution. It wasn't like a seven-game series that lasts 10 to 14 days. This lasted all of September. It went back to Moscow, and you had situations where, you know, that whole moment where Alan Eagleson was uh, being dragged away by (laughs) Russian police and all that. It was just, there was so much politics around it. And again, what it started out as and what it became over the course of September of 72, totally two different things. You, you lose game one in a series that was supposed to be a cakewalk. You lose that seven to three to the Soviets. Right. All of a right. sudden, Canadian hockey fans. This is one of the few things that Canada can truly be proud of consistently on a world stage. And this was about to be taken away from us by the evil Soviets. Or so we thought they were evil at the time. And, uh, well, what Russians are showing, uh, at least the, politically speaking, uh, that uh, there's a bit of evil going on there these days. Anyway, that's just how I feel about it. And I just I found that headline bothersome particularly coming from the cbc there'll be people who right. agree with you that are listening right now and uh there are people who agree with me they're talking about it being uh, an absolutely major deal in sports but uh for me the cbc with the screaming headline is should we it's not even in question to me as to whether people should still care about the summit series yeah. you don't have to you don't have to of course but if you're if you're speaking in the collective we like that it's like get out of here with that well it it just it it did nothing to change my life, Steve. Okay, nothing to change my life personally, and 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 I I tend to think a bunch of other people. You know, it, it's kind of the equivalent, Steve. Canada winning that series uh, with the setup that was okay. You know, they're supposed to win, whatever. Okay, and then they end up winning, and everyone goes berserk and not, and marks the, that day in September, nineteen seventy two as the greatest day in Canada. It's the equivalent, Steve, and I love golf references, as you know. It's the equivalent of Tiger Woods being the best in the game, like Canada is supposed to be, the best in hockey. Tiger being the best in the game, and he goes into the he goes into the Masters, Stevie, and he's got uh, he's got a seven shot lead 
okay, in the final Sunday, Steve, okay? So he's Canada here going to play Russia on the, on the, for the month of September. He's got a seven-shot lead for Sunday, mm-hmm. okay? He ends up giving up that lead, Stevie, and winning in a playoff. And everyone goes, that is the greatest historic moment in Masters history that Tiger came back. He was da-da-da and won in a playoff. That's what the Russia series is to me, Steve. That's how I look at it. Well, they're supposed to win, and they came back and incredibly won. You know, fuck that. You know, well, I mean, if your barometer, say it, if, but, if, you know. if your if your if your barometer for this thing is that it didn't change your life, well, what sporting event does? You know, you either are a massive sports fan and you let it get in your skin and in your heart, or you don't really care much about sports. Well, there's pretty big. You know, like it's not what's like they broke this? the. It's not like they broke the color barrier. No, right? but what's bigger the, than this? Are you saying the color breaking barrier? Breaking the color barrier is big. Is big in sports, okay? A lot in baseball, right? With and and I don't want to embarrass myself, right? With with with, with Willie Mays and uh, who you know was it Jackie Robinson? I think probably is the name that comes to mind here with with breaking the color barrier because he would be the guy that broke the color barrier, right? Exactly. So uh, that's pretty big shit. That's pretty big shit. You know, did right? that change uh, your life though? Uh, well, p- probably if, if that's yep. your barometer, I'm just saying that there's not many things. in Well, sports. it changed a lot of people's lives, which would be a domino effect down the road. You know, um, like, like I know what you're saying, Stevie. Okay. I will say this, Steve, the Americans winning the Olympic gold medal in 1980. Okay. In Lake Placid. Okay. Big life changer for hockey big life changer for hockey and what it meant to the States and the growth and the kids, you know, right? So you get a lot of interest, you know, uh, the great one being traded to LA, right? Uh, it, it did a tremendous thing for hockey fans, right? The game grew, the the ticket prices in LA, the, 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 the interest in the game, you know, it, it went up like exponentially, Steve, right? When he went to LA and played. So that's pretty significant. And that American team winning that, I'm I'm pretty sure that had the same sort of effect. Did Canada beating Russia, did that change a lot? No, because we already had it, Steve. We already have the passion. We already have the fact that unofficially it's our official sport, right? People argue with it. It's like lacrosse, I think, is, I don't know, Canada's official sport. But we we already had that, Steve. Do you know what I mean, buddy? Pal of mine, friend, don't (laughs) hang up on me. No, no, I, I just right I, now, you'd probably walk out on me. <laughs> yeah, no, there's part of me that's thinking of that, and I'm 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 thinking you're you're in the minority of uh, you know you've hit sixty, right? Yeah, I'm six yeah, right so now, man. I would say if, if any if you're Canadian and you're a hockey fan in this country and you're sixty and over, I bet I'd have a hard time finding more people like you who feel the way you do. I think the people listening right now who are younger who are saying yes, absolutely, right, enough of this, enough of this, and there's. I'm a little surprised that you have that take, but it's uh, you're certainly entitled to it. I'm not. I just feel, I'm not fucking I feel around. Like there was a, like, I'm not, no, I know. I'm not I, just I, I, trying I to make that. up a side here. You know. Yeah, I, I just think there was a there was a fear that happened once that series got going. There was a fear initially of okay, it's it's the Soviet Union, it's communism, the Cold War mm-hmm. is on. Even though Canada wasn't really directly related to the Cold War concept, it's right. you know our best friend in the world was of course. But uh, so there was that sort of, and it it was like going in, it was like probably a little of, yeah, we're going to kick those commies butts. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the series starts 
And now you've added another layer of fear in that, oh my God, the thing that we're best at um, is going to be taken away from us and that these guys are going to be the best at it. And, and again, they, they throttled them in game one. And so just the evolution through there, um, it all played into it because it was sort of an on the ice, off the ice thing. And uh, it's not something, if, if, if it, it isn't something that resonates with you, it's not something that anyone can talk you into, yeah, I think, it, for the most part. Like, like uh, Liam, Liam would be yelling up and down on you right now, but, um, but you know, but Liam's you can't not make someone convince passionate. me otherwise. Yeah, but, but you're right. You know, you can't. My dad used to say, don't argue with someone's opinion. It'll always be their opinion. Right. Liam can talk to me until he's blue in the face. And I'm just telling you, it didn't effectively change. You know, another equivalent of that, Steve, is the Americans talk about the Ryder Cup and they always go back to this Justin Leonard pouring in a big putt, right? For the American. Remember that? The bad shirts they had, Stevie? And the, uh, Justin Leonard dropped a 35 footer for the Americans to be able to win. Uh, a lot of the ball still had to make a putt, which, but, and they went all bananas. But they talk about this thing, okay? Just, just to be fair, Steve, to you and every other hockey guy, this is the greatest moment in Ryder Cup history and what it meant for golf and all Americans. Nah, Stevie. No. Sorry. Sorry. I, so just to, just to your point, you know, I'm like, no, no, that, that, that I don't give a shit. It doesn't. Right. It didn't right. change my life. I didn't, I didn't get emotional about it. I didn't, you know. Uh, it was, I, I love sports, Steve, you know that I, I do, but enough, enough of, of, of trying to shove shit down my throat that says, this is the most significant thing. And you, and you better, you better, you know, better walk that walk and talk that talk. Yep. Nope. Not doing it anymore. All right. Let's uh, move along. But, uh, the story did contain Don't a line of Steve. Okay. We've been, I'm not mad. Time. I'm just as, as, as my dad would always hit me with, and it would, you know, would hit me harder than any punch I ever took was. I'm just a little disappointed in you, son. Oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> right? See? Yeah. Oh, that was, fuck, that's murder. I apologize. Yeah, I, anyway, the one of the lines that... Take everything struck, back. I, I don't want that. <laughs> don't ever say that to me again. I hate that shit. <laughs> so the writer writes, it sets up a month of reminiscence, this whole Summit Series 50th anniversary in September. Sets up... My God, it's September tomorrow as we're recording this. Yeah, I know. Good Jesus, Lord. Man. Sets up a month of reminiscence for many and discovery for others, but the urge from millennials like myself to hand wave the entire thing away with a giant, okay, boomer, is real as well. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, no. I just hate that one. And yeah. I came up, I, 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 online, I went online and I found three great comebacks. If anybody's bugging you with, okay, boomer, um, you can come back with, I'm not even a boomer genius. You can come oh, with, good one. Oh, okay. I'm booming at the bank. How about you, kid? Oh, wow. Yeah. And finally, wow. Coming up. You need something a little harder hitting. Yeah. Um, Wow. Coming from the generation that eats Tide Pods and can't do their taxes, huh? That's a good one. I don't mind that. I I like that one. I like that one. Or quiet kid, the adults are talking. Yeah. I watched a show the other day. I'm going to turn you on to it. It's like, Someone said, you know, what you're really watching is a pornographic world these days with the youth. Right. Like the way they dress and act, Steve, and drink and and symbols to get with and do this. And I've said, you know, it's true. It's true. Jump Shut, on up. Tick- Shut up, that guy, whoever he is. 
that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing him, Steve. I'm, I'm on fuego right now. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. He's in the choir right now. Uh, let's uh, take a time out on the program. When we return, while well, we're going to wrap up the show because we're getting late in the game, and uh, that's coming up after these words. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, you want to make sure it's reliable, not breaking down all the time, obviously. Well, then check out Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. At Jim K., they stand behind all the vehicles they sell. 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty on your vehicle? That's all right. How about a history report of the vehicle? Low purchase financing rates, 24-hour roadside assistance, and much more. That is the peace of mind every buyer is looking for. And Jim K. Ford delivers. JimKFord.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. You've heard a lot from me over the last three years, and I think I can help you. My goal is to save you money, and I'll make it easy, too. I won't waste your time with 25 questions about whether you got your G1 on a Tuesday or a Friday. Text QUOTE to 860-6008 to get started. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Did we talk about Lisa LaFlamme? I think we, we did. did. It, quite extensively, and I was... Uh, I suppose I was a little critical of her commentary that she was blindsided or shocked by right. her layoff slash firing, whatever it was, which I found a little frustrating as someone who was let go by the same company, one of thousands in this country in radio and TV that have been right. laid off by that company and that she would be the person who'd be reporting on those big layoffs for her to not know that this might be coming. Every radio and TV person in Canada, go ahead and be sad. Everybody's sad when you lose your job, but don't come at me with blindsided or shocked. That means your well, head's in the, I mean, that means your head's in the sand or it means you're arrogant and that you well, think plus, you're better than everybody else. Well, all these other peons. Oh, that's one thing, but I'm Lisa Laflamme. I agree with you. I, I, with you, I, I, the, the more I saw it, you know, and then I wait, like originally when I saw it, I'm like, okay, you got fired. You were there. What nice run. Nice run. Way to go. What do you what do you mean you're surprised? You know? Heads of heads of shows, Steve. Big gunners get fired all day long, Stevie. From from the Johnny Carsons of the world. I mean, he probably left on his own terms, but you know, Nolton Nash, Harvey Kirk, all the guys who came before you 50 yep. years ago. All right, right? Big, big presidents get fired all the time. So when she came out and said, This is terrible, I've been blindsided. I'm, I'm like, move away, go, go, go. And you might want to just pipe down, okay? Just pipe down a little bit there, Lisa. Yeah, I, about- I thought it was a terrible reaction. You know, I thought it was insensitive. And and for her to keep, you know, to come on and say I got blindsided. And then for people to perpetuate it, because I think she maybe dropped another tweet or two, I don't know. But I, I was kind of disgusted, you know. No. Um, and the only reason, too, Steve, is I'm guessing she made a lot of money. Right. Would be my guess. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I was disappointed in her. You know what, Steve? Before you get off you do that, what you, have to, you do what you have to do, Lisa, but I'm a little disappointed in you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lisa. absolutely. She gets you. It gets you. How about this, though? <laughs> little, uh little finale to this story in that the guy who decided to let Lisa LaFlamme go, he's all of a sudden on leave. Got to spend some time what? with the family, get away from things. And the what? person that they've replaced that guy with, yeah. this guy named Richard Gray. 
What? The Richard Gray who fired me? That guy? The Richard Gray who fired me? That guy. Same guy. Fired you and he fired me. That's right. Same guy. And ironically enough, his surname He's is Gray. He's in charge of the equivalent of Lisa Laflamme now? That's right. What the freak? Way to go, Richard. Way to go. <laughs> I'm, but, but if I'm, the thought, I'm, if, honestly, I'm amazed, the, Richard. I'm yeah. amazed, but way to go. Yeah. But if the thought process is we got to bring someone in, you know, who's maybe not going to let people go, there's a pretty long history there. And Daigle, I phoned Dave Daigle the other day. He never phoned me back. He's, he's way up the ladder, too. He's forgotten to get a hold of me, Steve. It's terrible, these guys. We used to forgotten the little, forgotten the little people. Yeah, they're forgetting the little people. Yeah, don't exactly. get back to me, eh, Dave? Anyway, All right, you'll see. I'll, I'll tell you. What. You know what, Dave? I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, that's very so disappointed. strong, Stevie. There, I'm using that one. Good, good. I was going right, to tell him I was disappointed, but you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Last time I saw Dave Daigle, this is our old sales guy at the radio station. He was swabbing yeah. up his areolas with Vaseline, getting ready for a uh, triathlon. Swim? A little triathlon action. I guess you, if you don't put the some kind of goop or Band-Aids on your nipples, they get all frayed and nasty while you're in the swim portion. And that's the last time I saw it. Oh, Dave. no, it might have been frayed and na- nasty, Steve, and not, not from swimming. <laughs> I don't want to know how they got that Next. Way. On the SWP. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. Can All right, ladies to- and gentlemen, we'll see you later. We'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.